0: Radio contact. Attention crew, this is your Captain Caliban speaking. This is a supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals, where we bring you news and tidbits from the world of Trek, also interviews with special guests, and a few little surprises along the way. And ooh, man, it feels good to be back in the saddle and enterprising and individualin' and whatnot. Thanks so much for joining me. And just a note, this is a bit of a supplemental to a supplemental It's something new we're trying for this year. Normally, as indicated above, supplemental shows are a chance to catch up on some of the news from the Trek sphere and for me to bring you some of my thoughts about Trek stuff. We also talk with all kinds of guests from scientists to authors and experts, sociologists and economists, going deeper into the themes present in the Trek episodes we cover in the show. We did that intermittently last year, but this year, nearly every supplemental show will be a deeper exploration of the episode that preceded it, and the plan is to have each one feature an extended interview with a special guest. Which is great, but where does that leave the news? You know, you, you listening to this right now, you know what a strange and exciting time it is right now to be a Star Trek fan. Literally every week we hear some new revelation about a new Trek show in development or the announcement of a new guest star or a writer or creator coming on board. And I know that most of us can easily get our news from social media or the websites that we frequent. But what if you could get it all, all of your Trek news in one place with well-researched facts all delivered in my soothing baritone? Well, that's what I'm offering. A short weekly standalone episode that brings a summary of the week's Trek news. Don't know if this will end up being an ongoing feature, but hey, you get an extra episode every week for free. I like reading the news. I have no idea why, but I think it's fun, and I like knowing stuff, and you probably do too. That's actually one of the pillars of another podcast of mine, the Just Enough Trope podcast. Our mandate for that show is to bring our listeners all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment. And once we've done that, we bring weekly deep dives into some of your favorite pop culture topics and fandoms. But why waste my time telling you about it when I can get my Just Enough Trope co-host Mikan Hana to do it for me? And she'll be joining me this week to read out some Star Trek news. So sit tight and let's get underway. Watch! This is a Trek News segment brought to you by Just Enough Trope. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host.
1: Hi, I'm Yukon Hana.
0: What is Just Enough Trope?
1: Uh, Just Enough Trope is a space where we uh, talk about all the news that is fit to cast in nerdy entertainment. Space, nice. Yeah, uh, and um, we we do some deep dives on TV shows, movies, comic books, um, we we just did uh, a a look at Paul Verhoeven's Over, <laughs> which, is like, which which yeah. was fun. Yeah, it and, was a lot of fun and bloody, very bloody. It was very bloody and 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 gross a little bit too. It's satirical Star- Starship Troopers. Yeah,
0: Starship Troopers.
1: Well, the bugs are super gross. Yeah, um, yeah, they are. Uh, let's see what else have we talked about recently. We did a show about Rashomon and. Rashomon homages. Which is, so, they're
0: everywhere. They are. And Trek fans know that, of course, there's a famous one on TNG with uh, that episode with Riker. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is like, and I'm sure there's been plenty more. It's become, it's, it's come to this point where you just, you, you know when they're, they're, oh, they're doing a Rashomon. Right. You know. It, exactly. It's almost too self-aware. I think we talk about this on the episode, which you can find in our backlog at justenoughtrope.com, but i i i think we need a moratorium i think we need another hundred years to go by or so until somebody goes what if not everybody knows what's going on but everybody tells like their own story huh? what about that? right because it's just so and, and, it, and it was huge i'm just doing our episode now but well
1: it's kind of hard not to that was ways. like
0: what catapulted kurosawa to fame yes um Japanese cinema to fame yes you know all the things that you think about the Kurosawa samurai epics and everything like that you know it came after that basically and started this love affair uh with Japanese cinema that's still going on today so yeah. thanks for that <laughs> but I'm a little tired of the uh, well he said it was like this and then he said <laughs> and then a ghost said it was like this or
1: a goldfish if you're the um what the Dick Van Dyke show yeah that, I think that was my favorite when like just, like, reading about examples. Because how ridiculous can you be? I, I kind of want to watch that episode now. Picard
0: show coming up. Ooh. What does Livingston think? One one episode just from his perspective. Although, let's be, how long does a fish live? Yeah. That fish is dead by now. Probably. If he didn't Probably. die in the crash of the D. Like, he has gone on to fishy heaven.
1: I, I kind of would like to see uh, a Rushamon episode just for Data's cats. <laughs> Get all their different perspectives.
0: Oh, the the the, the future cats yes. from uh, f- yeah, um, that that timeline is is wiped out. But <laughs> God, I hope that okay. Data, uh, if he still exists, uh, has all those cats.
1: I hope he does too. Or
0: at least B four has just got a ton of cats. <laughs> right? He's just the cat man living <laughs> with a bunch man. of cats,
1: doing snaps and, and a
0: mean old lady.
1: Yeah, that was serving weird. Tea?
0: What's going on with that?
1: I I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just a prerequisite. You know, you you're a professor there. You get a mean old lady helping you out.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a backdoor pilot there in the last episode of TNG, I think, for uh, you know Data and and the old lady and the cats.
1: <laughs> I'd watch that.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, lady, lady and the and the fat man, lady and the not real man,
1: lady and the <laughs> lady cat and man? the fake
0: man, <laughs> cat man. You, you got me. You got me there. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, we've proven our Star Trek bona fides, I think, think in our persona as the Just Enough Trail podcast. Uh, But we try to keep our Trek talk to uh, enterprising individuals, and I think we have plenty of room and latitude to do that on that show. Star Trek's a nerd phenomenon. Duh. and it's yeah. bigger than ever and I wish I could say that I saw it coming I wish that I was enough of a genius or a prognosticator to just decide to start a, a tra- Star Trek podcast like, uh-huh. like a year before they announced that Discovery is in development and Trek goes from something that we fondly remember the lady of the cat true. man yeah. uh, to something that I have to think <laughs> about 24 7 now uh, which I enjoy doing but it can be exhausting yeah but I'm not that good I just got lucky or unlucky, depending on how committed I am to laziness. Um, <laughs> but there's no time for that. Life moves pretty fast. Yes. But Alex Kurtzman moves even faster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and this is arguably bigger than when, you know, we had DS9. Okay, so it's like the mid-late 90s. We have right. DS9 is uh, in syndication. Voyager's on UPN. TNG's at the multiplex. Yeah. I mean, this is potentially even bigger than that.
1: It. Yeah, with the number of shows they're talking about, actually, ...producing and coming out, yeah.
0: And the movie machine is... Br- 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 it's kind of sputtering right now, but they're going to... It's yeah. money, man. They're going to pull that that string eventually and we'll get some movies again. Uh, whatever you think about Discovery or some of the shows that are in development, I mean, you can't argue that the brand of Trek is as strong as it's ever been.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely Before true. Before
0: we dive into some news about the expanding universe of Trek, why do you think that is?
1: <sighs> um... I think a lot of it has to do with how successful Star Trek Discovery has been and also with that success, um, how well CBS All Access is going because I think they were try- trying something out and it went really well and I think that they were like, okay, there there is a... A niche for this there is a want for this let's produce as many shows as we possibly well, can
0: yeah and you're talking about the business side though like mm-hmm. you're in, you got a suit on right somebody brings you uh espresso mm-hmm. you spit it out into a napkin <laughs> and i
1: ordered a skim latte
0: what is this <laughs> and uh and then something else happens that was a weird movie maholland falls <laughs> uh or no maholland drive maholland falls wasn't a weird movie <laughs> Let's do all the Mulholland movies okay. next right. on Just Enough Trope. All right. Uh, I know two. Um, is Mulholland like the actual Mulholland in Chinatown? Is he? He's a character in Chinatown, right? I,
1: I don't remember. The guy that
0: built the dam and it broke and killed everybody?
1: Probably. <laughs> or was
0: that earlier than uh, the 40s or 50s or whenever Chinatown is?
1: I, I don't actually know.
0: <sighs> well, why not? <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, um, but why, is it just, I know brand recognition is a big deal.
1: Right.
0: The, I mean, the fan base is clearly there. Yeah. Half of them are screaming mad about because they don't like Discovery, and the right. other half love it. So is it is it just the answer? Is the answer is the answer? It's tautological. If the answer is is that Trek is a juggernaut, it was a fantastic idea that yeah. then went on to have fantastic people continue to write and make it fantastic, and so here we are. Mm-hmm. It's evergreen. Yeah. I don't want to believe that. You know? No, because there's so many things that they try, you know, old, um, well-known properties that they try to reboot and it doesn't work. And they keep trying and they keep trying. And sometimes it works. And sometimes it's just like, you yeah, know, that thing exists.
1: I think that, I think they, A, got really lucky with TNG. But B, they also put together, I think, a really good team. Like, just with the cast and like who were like behind the scene, like writing the stories and not at first. Like, developing the characters. Well, no, it was really rocky at first. We, yeah,
0: we had Melinda Snodgrass on the show, and she told us, uh, yeah, it was not, it was not great. It was
1: not smooth sailing. Uh,
0: don't ask her about anything after like the middle of the third season of TNG because right. she does not know she left. Right, <laughs> rocks.
1: Well, yeah, okay. So it wasn't smooth sailing, <laughs> but they, but they eventually got their sea legs. Uh, and uh, space, space legs, Thank okay, you. better, um, and they they you know they produced a really great show so much so that they they did more movies, um, they um, decided to do more shows. I mean. TNG could have been an absolute failure and I think if it had we wouldn't be looking at all the shows that we're expecting now. Yeah.
0: And it came at a at, yeah, I mean they did get lucky like you said but it also came at a time when you know if podcasts existed back then and there were two idiots going well, why is Trek still there? Well, they're still looking at it still going you know they were they came back in and it it is what it is. Like, it's just people still loved it. And also that came at a time when they had, you know, a syndicated show. Right. Which was generally the realm of small wonder or something, you know. Or, right. Or uh, uh, out of this world or something like that. Swing on a star. Uh, and it was just the right fit. And they were able to get good deals and get it out there. And then suddenly, let's make a network. Maybe not the best idea. Didn't go great. right? But I almost feel like they were surprised i'm not surprised i mean they did it because they knew there was enthusiasm but i feel like you can look at the pl- proliferation of shows now as just nakedly capitalist and like let's sure. just squeeze all the green blood out of this rock but you can also look at it as they're not going to make the same mistake twice mm-hmm. which is yeah they probably felt like they got lucky with star trek the next generation right and went let's do another show Let's right. launch a network and make another show to anchor that network. Mm-hmm. Let's make some bad movies and let people right. in the door who don't really know or appreciate what they're doing and then they fall apart, you know? And so it goes away. Enterprise dies an ignomious death and it's like, right. well, I guess Trek's over. And I think they've started this up now and they're like, this thing is still going. Right. People still want to see this right. stuff. Let's not screw it up. Let's get a bunch of people who know what they're doing, they grew up as fans, they they went through the dark times with the rest of us and wanna stave that off as much as possible. And so let's create a panoply of varied shows that, yes, cynically, hit all four quadrants. Right. But at the same time explore areas of this universe that go beyond just II, sir.
1: Right. Well and I think when you said too that this just came at the right time you know, looking back to when um, TNG was first on, there there just wasn't as much TV out there. Yeah, that's period. absolutely true. Yeah. And I know people who watched TNG who would not consider themselves to be sci-fi fans, but they loved that on. show. Yeah.
0: That's what was on. <laughs>
1: and and they really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, So I think that says something about Star Trek, too. It's just it's it's relatable. I I mean, for as far out there as the stories are and yeah, it is sci-fi, but it's still, you know, it's about human nature, the human dynamic, you know, like human versus nature, you know, that sort of thing. Um, And like the whole conceit of like finding new worlds and new planets and new aliens and interacting with them. I mean, that's just endlessly fascinating.
0: And having sex with them.
1: Yeah, that too. It's, it's optimistic. Oops. Yeah.
0: Although The Walking Dead is, is going nine seasons still going.
1: <laughs> That's very true. Man
0: is the monster. Right. Nine seasons, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. anyway. Uh, well, let's talk about some of these new Star Trek shows that are in the works. Uh, there are six or seven new Trek shows in the works. Wow depending on how you want to count them. Uh, We've got the Short Treks, of course. Um, Right. It just completed a four-episode run in all access. Mm -hmm. And it served as a lead-in of sorts to the second season of Discovery. Yeah. um, At the uh, Television Critics Association uh, winter press tour, um, in in an interview with Star Trek czar Alex Kurtzman, uh, a.k.a. The Kurtz, Uh, he said that he hopes to continue um, the uh, the Short Treks and that they may serve as a lead-in to other upcoming shows. Oh, okay. He said, quote, maybe we'll do one... I don't know how he sounds. I kind of want to do a, a thing like I usually do. hmm Like a really voice? Like, I don't know if it's <laughs> how he sounds. Uh, maybe we'll do one before Picard. Maybe we'll do one before Section 31. Maybe we'll do one before the animated, just so that we can start getting audiences talking and thinking about what we're doing and setting up mysteries that play out over the course of the season. Okay. So this is um, an expansive idea. It yes. also seems um, kind of pitchy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seems like not a lot lot's written down right now. No.
1: Uh, I, I think that... But
0: the... I, I think, well, I'm sorry. I think Go that ahead. this is a, a producer, a super producer, yeah. who has clearly been given a mostly blank check. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he'd be like, we got some great things in store. Can't talk about them right now, but you're going right. to be blown away. But he's like, maybe we'll do this. he on the spot. He's, he's just, just kind of cut. He's a writer's room of one coming up with stuff. Right. And I think that he's things out there. Yeah. I think that come, that psychology comes from having a clear latitude to do this sort of thing. And of course this all ties into what we've talked about on, um, the supplemental shows previously with the proposed merger between Viacom and, uh, and CBS, mm-hmm. um, And just what's going on with that and CBS trying to look as strong as possible, um, you know, get a lot of return on their investments and stuff like that.
1: Well, and I think that the short tracks at least started as being, you know, something to kind of tide the fans over. um, Well, That's interesting. Uh That's interesting. Okay.
0: Well, were were you done? Well, I mean... You are Because
1: of the, the long wait between uh, Discovery Season 1 and Discovery Season 2.
0: That's been a criticism of them, yes. that they're a stopgap to get people to keep their all-access subscriptions active. I
1: don't think that that's incorrect.
0: <laughs> they may have had that intent, but mm-hmm. I think that once you've got a Trek series on all the time, mm-hmm. like they plan to do to stagger right. the Picard show, the Giorgio show, whatever, um, you wouldn't need Short Treks.
1: That's true. Then,
0: right? Yes. Um, but th- here he is talking about him. Continuing. And then, this might also be the words of a man who has no intention to follow up on any of these promises. Yeah, we'll go to Disneyland. Sure. Oh, yeah. Mickey Pops. We'll get him. Yeah. Get <laughs> get your picture taken with Gookie. Go- 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 gookie. Gookie. Who's Gookie? Goofy. I don't know. Probably Goofy. <laughs> and so you wouldn't need them, but I think that the idea is is that they want to use them as like trailers, you know, almost for oh, sure. other shows and storylines. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, if there's no once there's a bunch of shows on and there's no more short treks, then, yeah, OK, maybe they weren't too serious about them. But also maybe they don't have the time and money for them anymore. True. <laughs> the fact that there's so many other shows in production. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they've done these four and there we know that there will be two more. OK, um, that just intrigues me. You know, and I and I was intrigued by the um, the quick, interesting stories that they told. Did you yeah. have a favorite one?
1: Um, the Saru one was my favorite by far. Um, I I really enjoyed getting some more background information on Saru and, and getting to see his home world and his family uh, and just getting a, a better understanding of him as a character. Uh, and I think it was also cool that they were able to show that moment where he decided he was going to leave his planet for, for forever yes. uh, and join Starfleet.
0: He truly was. Yeah. The brightest star. <laughs> I'm, uh, that's probably mine, too. I'm coming around on the Calypso one. Are you really? I f- go back and listen to our Discovery episode. I famously did not enjoy the uh, Saru one, or the, excuse me, the uh, Calypso, Calypso one. one but yeah. the more I think about it, the more it's like, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of story you can tell when you take us off. A Starfleet vessel. I know they're on a Starfleet vessel, but you know it's not that same military fiction, which I've enjoyed for many, many years of my life. But what other stories are out there? Mm -hmm. It's a pretty big galaxy. Yeah, it is. I was thinking about this too. It's every story that takes place in Star Trek, and there are thousands of stories. Yes, are all in the same galaxy. We're That's all true. in this together, mm-hmm. and when some Kelvin assholes come from Andromeda <laughs> and they want to mess with us, suddenly we're all in this together. Right. It's our it's our neighborhood. Right. It's home. This this is it. Yeah. Down the block, back up the other way, coming back from the Gamma Quadrant. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Good to cool if you had a wormhole in your house <laughs> and you just go right to your your friend's house. Th- that would. Hey, be Hey, can fun. I go play? Sure, sure, honey hey what's up fire up the uh, nintendo let's do this thing
1: i think that reminds me of um i think i told you about this before but uh drymon it's an anime in japan and he has a doko demo doa
0: doko demo doa
1: so he pulls out of his pocket this door and like he can think what he where he wants to go and he just opens the door and he's there that's so, neat I- isn't that neat
0: does he bring a load of kindergartners with him to educate them on stuff
1: you know it's it's been a while since i've seen it i did not want to go th- tardis he, he, i went
0: magic school bus he instead. does there
1: is a young boy who he's friends with and he's kind of like an alien cat so
0: i don't even want to know what this is <laughs> you got your jet in my start yeah corner. i'm sorry uh, well anyway like i said they've already announced uh plans for two more short treks uh these will be animated episodes
1: Oh, the, the short tracks will be animated. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: one will be directed by Michael Giacchino. I think that's correct. Okay. Um, Pronunciation. Yeah. Chris Carter, who knows him, told me how to pronounce his name, and I've forgotten already. Um, and But he is the, uh, he's a composer. He's uh, composed the incredible musics. Oh, great. And um, I love the incredible Lost music. And, yeah, okay. he's done a lot of stuff. Um, and also the all the JJ films. Um, okay. And then one by Star Trek Discovery executive producer uh, Ola Tunde Osun. I do this every time I practice, and I still mess it up. Uh-huh. Ola, it's not that tough. Ola Tunde osun sami osun Okay. Osun I got it. I got it. it.
1: You know, there are just some names that are 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 not Better easy than ours. to say. Better than <laughs> yes. regular names. Yes.
0: So I'll get there someday. Uh, they're both going to fe- feature a CGI animation style that will apparently be different. Uh, Distinctly from the upcoming animated Animated comedy series, series, oh, Star Trek Lower Decks.
1: Okay, all right, interesting. Well,
0: are they that serious? If they're just going to be cartoons and they're not going to be actual sets and stuff, and I go, well, the show's had some budget problems that, right? Maybe we'll talk about later, but maybe not. Okay, but I'm still on board. That brings us to Lower Decks. Lower Decks will be a half-hour animated comedy produced by Mike McMahon of Rick and Morty. Mm -hmm. It's been described as a family-friendly series, but you'd have to imagine with McMahon's pedigree, it will skew to slightly older audiences.
1: Yes, I imagine that the comedy, although being family-friendly, will probably be a little more to like... Maybe there'll be some jokes that, like, just go over kids' heads, but, like, the adults will get, you know? Yes. Stuff like that.
0: Which, again, is something that we don't really have in Star Trek.
1: No. I mean, they do it on The Simpsons all the time, so... Um, yeah. You don't think so? I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, kind of I haven't... the last
0: time I watched The Simpsons.
1: It's been years since I've watched and it.
0: And Rick too. and Morty doesn't try to send anything over anybody's head.
1: <laughs> No, no. <laughs>
0: what is the Szechuan sauce of the Star Trek universe? That's what I need to know. Mmm...
1: I don't know. It'd be something that you could get out of Yamak um, sauce. Yamak sauce? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. um
0: I want my Yamak sauce. Morning. <laughs> These Sampies are too dry. <laughs> uh, the original pitch for the show describes it as following less important crew members on an, quote, unimportant vessel in Starfleet Yeah. and provide an example of following the characters who put the yellow cartridges in the replicators so bananas can be made.
1: <laughs> right. No. Um, and bananas are important.
0: Uh, <laughs> Wait, don't Doctor Who us. On.
1: I, I know. I, I think this sounds really intriguing because most of the time in Star Trek we are following the People who make the decisions, or who are influencers at the very least, um, you know. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> That's probably where I pulled it from in
0: Instagram. <laughs> we gotta cut this out because I just invented something. <laughs> We're going to the moon, literally. <laughs>
1: literally. Watch out, Elon Musk. Um,
0: yeah, that one episode of TNG has really stuck in people's craw. I mean, it's been 25 years since that, mm-hmm. um, where we're going to follow these other characters and they're going to get into Rosencrantz and Guildenstern type adventures. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can't believe it's taken this long to do something like well, that.
1: Well, even like, you know, somebody like like a Chief O'Brien. like
0: Everybody's super important. Yeah. Yeah. And Chief O'Brien was so remarkable, um, not like, he's remarkable, but I mean, you remark on him, like, hey, it's that guy again. Like, right. And plus just Colin meany just as an actor. Right. We got to elevate this guy. Right. Give him his own show. Right. And so I just wonder, <laughs> part of the whole thing with, especially on Discovery, like, I like Tilly as a character, but you have to admit... A lot of stuff. She's the, she's the Wesley, like a lot of stuff. Why is all this stuff happening to right. an Ensign? Like so many, so much stuff is happening That's to her. That's very
1: true. And yeah. so much
0: of Star Trek shows are about being exemplary uh, amongst a crew of exemplars. Like we are to yes. assume that everybody has to make make the cut. They got to pass that test where you got to pull the guy out of the pipe and the <laughs> stuff is spraying on you, you know, and you got to do that. They've all done that, right. so these are all great. So what if we see, what does it mean in the Star Trek universe to not be the guy who is making first contact, you know, or is... Going on trial for possibly killing a guy, you're having sex with uh, his wife and, <laughs> and stuff like. And the guy who's, you know, the guy who's making uh, f dolls of uh, his crew, his uh, crew members in the holodeck, uh, you know, right. that sort of thing.
1: Right. Who who's who's the janitor of uh, the starship? <laughs> right. Who's
0: that guy that vacuums the bridge? <laughs> right. Tell me make, more.
1: Make sure that there's there's trash liners and all the trash Get cans. Get some.
0: Uh, Do what do they have for trash cans? Do they have a Mr. Fusion where you just throw the trash in there?
1: Like maybe they're they have something where I bet there's
0: hardly any trash.
1: Yeah. I I was just thinking of maybe like a special trash can where they like take your trash and they change it into fuel or something like that. Go
0: with me. Yeah, like Mr. Fusion. Go with me to a weird place. Okay. Um, but it's the kind of place we go on just enough trope. Uh there's no food wrappers, right? True. There's really no flatware or or dishware because this is something nobody ever talks about. You can order a glass of water. You can order a um, chocolate sundae. What kind of glass does it come in? I bet that's programmable to your specifications. Yeah, once probably. you're done, you don't have to wash it off. You just stick no. it back in the replicator.
1: And it disappears.
0: Pull your hand back in time, I guess. <laughs> so what kind of things are disposable in the Trek universe? Hmm. Like, let's say... Like a hairbrush. Right. Pulaski's got a hairbrush. Right. Once the, th- you know, you've you've got a hairbrush. Right. It goes bad after a while. The mm-hmm. tines start to come out. Yes. Can you just stick it in the replicator and it and makes make you another one? hairbrush?
1: I don't see why not.
0: What about Kleenexes? What about Ooh. sanitary products? You want to get rid of those when yeah. you're done with them. Yeah. So is there a toilet, like a, a bathroom, ver- we never see the toilets, but is there no. a bathroom uh, dereplicator where you go, ah, this shaving blade is uh, totally dull now. Boop, tsh, goes away. Yeah, I, no wish, one in I was just thinking for about twenty five
1: ninety nine. Yeah, like, you know, what about like shampoo? I mean, I guess they would just give you a new shampoo bottle that has that's full of shampoo or something like that. Or Sonic like, shower. Yeah, I wonder if they even use shampoo. Yeah, maybe they use, maybe they use dry shampoo or shampoo.
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> They're so. <laughs> they're so they are they're space hippies right yeah it's dry shampoo yeah it's deodorant stone yes the whole way Yes. it's just a patchouli funk on every deck of that vessel absolutely absolutely yeah all right well uh these shows or this show the lower deck show should not be confused with the kid-friendly animated trek series that was just recently announced to be in the works it's being developed by The Kurtz and Kevin and Dan Hageman, writers of Hotel Transylvania, The Lego Movie, The Lego Ninjago Movie, and the TV show Troll Hunters. And the show will air on Nickelodeon.
1: Wow. Okay. Um, so they're not going to CBS All Access on this one.
0: Here's my conspiracy theory that's not really even a conspiracy. Okay. Viacom and CBS sitting in a tree. K i s s i n g. Give me a, a series oh. <laughs> to marry us as a thing before the merger oh, happens.
1: I see. Okay. It's a friendly
0: right. pr- pitch room at a Viacom network, I'd assume.
1: Yeah. Uh. Okay. I mean, I think this is gonna appeal to, as they say, kids of all ages. So, um, <laughs> you know. You're fired. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't even work here. Um.
0: <laughs> not supposed to be here today. That's, I know. That's the line. <laughs> Details are scarce on this. I hope that the animation is better than the Funimation original animated yes. series. Which I... I do love. We've talked about it on this show. It's totally Trek, but not great yeah, animation.
1: I I have to be honest, I haven't seen a single episode. Now you are finished. And I am very embarrassed by that. Uh, I think I need to remedy that as soon as possible.
0: It's on Netflix. Okay. For now.
1: Well, uh, I guess I will add that to my list.
0: Okay, you go do that. I'll finish the show. Uh, (laughs) Well, anyway, forget all that crap. Here comes Picard. Yes. Jean Luc Picard series currently in development for broadcast on CBS All Access, and of course we'll start Patrick Stewart as Jean Luc Picard. It will reportedly be, according to Picard himself, mm-hmm. uh, John John Stewart. Hey, what's up? I'm John Stewart. This is uh, <laughs> Patrick
1: Stewart. Patrick
0: Stewart uh, cousins. Uh, there, it's set twenty to twenty five years after TNG. Um, Patrick Stewart also said that the first season and the core storylines have all been decided. Production begins in mid-April of this year, and I believe they said that it was expected to premiere in the fall. We'll see how okay. that goes, but soon.
1: Do we know uh, what the episode run is for the first season?
0: Um, I think they said, think, this is well-researched facts, the news. Um, I believe it's 10 episodes. Okay. And they want it to go two or three.
1: Two or three seasons. So it would kind of
0: be like a mini-series, but they're calling it a series.
1: Um, I, I feel like 10 is, is definitely a series now, especially with... Uh, Netflix and Prime yeah. the way that, that Amazon Prime, the way they are. New TV. Yeah. Uh, a lot of series have like 10 episodes. So I, I think that's, you know, I think that's decent. Uh, I was thinking at first that it was really going to be like a mini series and be like six episodes. So I'm glad to hear that it's not, that it's going to be more like 10.
0: Does TV even work still? It's vision. TV. You're seeing it. Yeah. It's telly. Uh-huh. It's far away. Right. So I guess... That applies to streaming stuff. Yeah, you're not sending t- TV and radio waves that you're picking up far away. It's just coming on a on a fiber optic wire.
1: Yeah, I mean that's. But that's they could true. have
0: like if they wanted to rebrand, they could call streaming shows Streamies. And I'm so glad they haven't done that. That sounds. We got to cut this part terrible. out so nobody hears this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Star of Star Trek Discovery, Sonequa Martin-Green, may have inadvertently leaked the title of the series in an interview with Larry King, of all people, which, number one, why is he alive still? Um, I guess it's on his podcast or something, his YouTube show? He doesn't do live anymore, right?
1: I I have no idea. Anyhow,
0: um, Larry King accosted Sonequa Martin-Green in the street, I guess, and she Uh, said the series would be titled simply Picard. Oh. And so people are running with that. We don't know if it's an offhand comment or the real deal, but there you go.
1: I, I recently saw, I, I'm sure it was like a TV spot for Discovery or something like that, but I saw uh, Seneca Martin-Green talking about when she first met uh, Nichelle Nichols. Oh, yeah. Um, and they had some footage of it, too. It was like at an event. Yeah. Like she met her on the red carpet and she was talking about what an honor it was and how she like was like, now it's yours now and all that. Stuff. So. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: She's like, all right, well. <laughs> um. <laughs> I get to do more than put a thing in my ear, but <laughs> yeah. But I know. thanks for your blessing and your inspiration. Well,
1: and she she did say she wouldn't be there without Nichelle. So.
0: Well, yeah, many of us wouldn't be here without that. Yeah. Uh, Michael Shaben, Yes. Uh, Jenny Lou Met, I believe, and Kirsten Beyer are also on board for the series. Apparently, the series was the brainchild of Kirsten Beyer.
1: Well, I think it will be good
0: then. Yeah. Uh, That's uh, if she's what I'm thinking. Doing, yeah. What do you think it'll be about? let me just set you up here, right? Okay. So here's what happened in between the end of TNG and the end of Nemesis, right? Yes. We've had the destruction of Romulus. Yes. uh, The planet Romulus. Uh, The ambassador Spock has disappeared and nobody knows where he is. Right. Um, Voyager has returned. And I'm trying to remember... (laughs)
1: They, they actually did return.
0: Well, spoiler for a show that what? what do you think is going to happen I at know. the end of Voyager? All right. Um, the uh, galaxy is recovering from a galaxy-wide war, mm-hmm. uh, devastating war. Cisco um, is chilling with the Fire Gang. chilling yeah. down with the Fire Gang. Yeah. Uh, that's what's uh, that's what's going on.
1: The, it's a there's a lot going on. Uh, yeah, Kirsten. Yeah. <laughs> now what? <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of balls in the air that could be at play here. Space balls. Yeah, space balls.
0: Nice. We're a team. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Whoopi Goldberg saying that she is ready to go to come back?
1: I would love to see Whoopi <laughs> again. That'd be great. It would be fantastic. <laughs> I honestly would be super psyched to see just about anybody from TNG reprising their roles. Um, which.
0: which? It has to happen, right? I
1: would think so. Yeah. At least if, even if they were like in one episode, they're all like there. that would be fantastic. We've got them all. Yeah,
0: this isn't a thing where it's like, oh, so and so had to go. Like, right? They all are here. Yes, let's do it
1: exactly. Or what if they
0: all hate each other?
1: Ooh, that I don't would mean the be actors
0: because we know they don't hate each other.
1: But. Right. Oh, like a um, Riker and Wharf thing? Yeah,
0: like the, yeah. Yeah. You're all about all good things. You're all good things about this.
1: I rewatched it recently, so it's, it's fresh in my mind. Well,
0: I want to see... Okay, so, you know, people feel different ways about the Kelvin timeline. I want to see them own it, though, and see the aftermath of the destruction of Romulus. Sure. Which I think has to be a thing. Yes. Especially when you introduce Remans in Nemesis. Like, mm-hmm. none of mm-hmm. nobody likes Nemesis, but let's... Take it all at face value. Let's take right. it seriously. <clears throat> Let's get Dina Meyer back as the cute Romulan who's you know helping them out in Nemesis. Make her a character. Mm-hmm. Involve that, and also just give depth to this catastrophe that is going on. You know, in the background of in another universe of right. the JJ films. Right. Like that's what leads to this. Right. Um. Man, I like Eric Bana. I don't know if I'd want to see Nero in the first couple episodes, but yeah. I do like Eric Bono. R- yeah. Where is he?
1: I have no idea. That's a really great question. Well,
0: is he's not? maybe he's not a marquee actor, but a marquee actor is going to get her own spinoff in a Star Trek series. In January of this year, it was announced that Michelle Yeoh would be starring in a Section 31 series yes. centering around her character, Philippa Georgiou Ayapanes, whatever. I can't remember the whole thing. I know, right? Of the Mirror Universe. Um, it's been described as a spy show, Mm-hmm. Uh, like a Jack Bauer type thing in space. Okay. Um, That's that's spy. Yeah. Counterintelligence, counterterrorism type thing. Uh, some fans express concern uh, that a Section 31 series, considering that they are a murderous, secretive, ghost protocol organization, right. uh, might stray from Trek's optimism. But Bo-Yeon Kim and Erica Lippel, who are writers and producers for Discovery and are also executive producing the new show, say, quote, that is not what we're aiming to do. We will never lose sight of what Star Trek represents. End quote.
1: Well, um, this is something that you spoke about recently on. I spoke you about sp- all the time. You spoke about on uh, Discovery, uh, the
0: Discovery. Yes. You mean our live recap and review show for Star Trek Discovery? Yes, That's exactly. on every Thursday night at nine PM Central.
1: Yes. Huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, you You talked about how uh, you know it'd be interesting to see. How uh, section 31 goes from this known entity as it is in in discovery uh, to to being this, like you said, ghost protocol um, uh, thing in like deep Space 9, where like nobody has heard of it. Uh, they don't know anything about it the people who are in it are really shady they like kidnap you they yeah. they sit in your room while you're sleeping
0: it's uh, that thing you see this in like spy novels or movies sometimes where it's like some <clears throat> some senator or like somebody has earmarked like funds yeah. uh, government funds for I like a llama farm or something like that somewhere but the money's actually going to this is our like you know this funds our ghost protocol uh, uh, association and we go off and do stuff right and apparently and i theorize that yeah something horrible must happen that's section 31's fault that makes them go fully underground but nobody ever turned that tap off mm-hmm. it's also possible that you know, I'm sit sitting here talking about money and resources. You don't even need money and resources in Star Trek. Like, if you True. have the right equipment, you have unlimited energy. So perhaps they are truly a cult. Like, they are truly fanatical. You know, there was this part of the Federation Charter, was Section 31, that says, and also, we're really great. And also, we've got some people that do bad stuff. Right. Because we've got two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was like, no, no, for, we, we don't. We don't follow that anymore. Like, we don't respect that. You know, it's in the thing, but we just ignore it. We have an amendment, like, a you know, to the right. Constitution. Right. But they're off radicalizing people and, like, you know, because Sloan, maybe Sloan's grandfather was in it, you know, and then raised sure. his son to be like, you got to defend the Federation and pull somebody's eyes out to do it. Right. And then he, like, passed it on to Sloan. And so you've got, like, this group of people who have really aren't connected at all they're just they're almost like they're like a terror cell basically that's like you got a federation the right way right explosion (laughs) i mean i have my doubts but when you think about it violence questionable moral decisions you can kind of see it as franchising the last two seasons of deep space nine
1: Mm, yeah taking that
0: putting in its own thing Mm -hmm. if you like those because a lot of people I like the fact that DS Nine built to that, mm-hmm. but I don't want to see people like oh, I love in the pale moonlight. I like in the pale moonlight in the context of the character of Cisco. I wouldn't want to see horrible assassinations and things like that all the time. Um, but if you like dark war storylines and tough choices, right, this can be your show. Mm-hmm. You know, we just section it off, right, and that way you don't have to go through five seasons of people farting around a space station to get to
1: <laughs> a tough talk
0: tough talk on ds9 right to get to you know maquis and Jemadar and, and right. stuff like that right you exactly. just get it bam right there right an injection yes you agree
1: uh well <laughs> uh I I want to see more stories about them, like going into Section Thirty One people's heads. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know. So weird. I know. I mean, we had before we had Section Thirty One. We had Garrick, who was a spy. Yeah, you know.
0: Well, this show, yeah, and we could look down on the Cardassians for having a Gestapo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes.
0: But then we find out, oh, we've got a Gestapo too. Right. Whoops.
1: Exactly. And so
0: hopefully the Who series will dig into that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's two more shows for us to talk about, at least as of 6.37 p.m. today. Who knows? There could be 17 more shows when we uh, check <laughs> again. Uh, first up, we've got the Starfleet Academy show.
1: Okay. It was
0: announced in June of 2018. Uh, it's being developed by Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage of Gossip Girl fame. And there hasn't been much info yet on this, um, if, if it's even still on, um, but it will would reportedly follow a group of cadets through their training at Starfleet Academy in San Francisco, um, like the first half of Starship Troopers. Sure. That means co-ed showers, right? <laughs> sexy. I don't say, know. Say, hey, it's the future. We yeah. don't have these hang-ups anymore. Right, right. Uh, sexy cadets uh, g- g- getting... <laughs> their- their fellow cadets killed in sexy training accidents. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, you're really talking about Star Trek. Bite down visitor. on this,
0: son. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? In, what's the I, subtext?
1: I, I don't know. you guess get whipped. I guess he's been through it before so he knows what it's like. Right. <laughs> um, Cadet,
0: do you have the training to repair a, a type 2 phaser? Right. Then why don't you tell your subordinate to give you his? <laughs> Something like that.
1: Yeah. Um... I guess I'm kind of reminded of the episode where, like, Wesley was the... (laughs) (laughs) The Yeah,
0: yeah, right. The First Order. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Exactly. The first duty, yeah. Yeah. The first duty of every Starfleet officer is to shower co-ed. Nude. (laughs) You don't deserve to take off that uniform. (laughs) They're always trying to make the Academy happen.
1: Yeah. I I feel like... Do you
0: think it's a good idea?
1: I don't know. I feel like they're trying too hard a little bit. (laughs) Um... I got to say out of all the ones we talked about so far is kind of the one I'm like least excited for. I don't know. I guess it could be kind of cool if like the people from gossip girl are doing it. Like maybe it'll be like you said, like sexy young cadets, um, you know, getting into trouble and that sort of thing. Um, So I don't know. I guess it could be fun be a different way of looking at Star Trek. Um, you know, I feel like it would be like a lot of sim- simulations, a lot of Kobayashi Maru's and stuff like that. That's
0: the season finale. Yeah. Yeah. You build up to that. Yeah. Get the apples ready.
1: Right. Exactly. Gotta eat
0: these apples. I know. Like real jerks. <laughs> That's how you know where we cheated on the test. I know. <laughs> so we'll see. Lastly, there's the City Alpha 5 series. This is the City Alpha 5 series oh my goodness uh, that yes. Wrath of Con director Nicholas Meyer has apparently been working on for a while it's been described yes. as a three-part miniseries will follow the cr- like a long movie right uh, we'll follow the crew of the SS Botany Bay from the aftermath of Space Seed kay. to just before Star Trek 2
1: I am actually fairly optimistic about this because which um, is
0: how long 15 years something like that it's man up there I haven't seen it in 15 years trying to yeah kill me. right show me son would be happy to help
1: yes Um, because I really enjoy Nicholas Meyer's work and I feel like if this is his baby, I feel like it has a lot of potential to be something really great. Um, obviously, uh, you know, wrath of Khan is amazing and probably one of the best. Check that out.
0: People keep (laughs) saying that
1: one of the best, if not the best star Trek film. Um, and, uh, yeah. yeah, I I I'd, I'd love to see more about that storyline for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point who knows. I read a, a interview with Meyer where he basically just shrugs and is like, "I don't know." Like, "I it's all <laughs> written." Um I felt like he was he had been closed-mouthed about it. Yeah. And in this interview he was basically just like, "Yeah, it's this and this and this," which kind of makes me think like the deal's dead. I Maybe mean, oh. it's not going to happen. Mm. But uh, you, we you know the the second that Picard puts up big num- uh, numbers mm-hmm. and the tracking looks good on Giorgio, yeah, they'll they'll we'll like this, right? Well, yeah, why would not you do this?
1: Yeah, I know.
0: This is one of those prequels that is worth doing because it isn't just everybody farts around for a while and then the the Reliant shows up. Like it's right. you you'll see Khan go from this guy who's like, well, maybe we can get this done, and then he's going to suffer these tragedies. Um, we can actually see, like, more detail about um, his followers, you know, why they follow him. It could have a really right. weird, culty kind of Koreshi kind of vibe, you mm-hmm. know? you could. There's a, a lot of places that you could go other than, well, Anakin Skywalker was nice, but then he was bad and he killed kids. Right. You know? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And then the, you've got a huge set piece in the third episode where Teddy Alpha 6 blows up. Right. Figure out what they're gonna do, right? But maybe that happens in the middle of uh, the second episode. I guess. Sure, that's the real crisis.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So, what do you think? I mean, you've been telling me what you think. Um, um, this pick is... a pick a favorite and a least favorite. Oh, and you, boy. I think you said uh, "sexy cadets" was your least favorite.
1: "Sexy cadets" was my least favorite. Yeah. I think my favorite is gonna have to be the Picard show because I love <laughs> me some Picard. I'd love to see Jean luc back in the saddle. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to go off script and uh, say that I think I'm looking forward to Lower Decks. Okay. I want to finally see somebody with a strong voice and a mandate to not deliver a Star Trek show. Sure. You know, uh, for all of um, Kim and Lippold's efforts, it sounds like Section 31 It will just be like the dark, darkest episodes of Star Trek we've gotten. Yeah. Which is fine. I think that could be a really great show, but... It's like, okay, Rick and Morty guy, give us Rick and Morty Star Trek. Right, um, right. And oh, Rick and Morty's <laughs> gone off the rails a couple times, but <laughs> maybe with Star Trek as a centering force, we'll get something really fun and irreverent. And my least yeah. favorite, even though I just pumped it up, yeah. is the con one.
1: <laughs> oh, really?
0: <laughs> there's a there's a lightning in the bottle aspect to Khan, um, which they've tempted twice because Space Seed, Great App, Wrath of Khan, great movie. Right. So third time's a, a disaster in, into darkness. Yeah. Maybe we don't want to go back there again. Right. But go for it. Yes. Let's talk really fast about the state of Trek movies. Okay. It is bad.
1: It is not good. Both, All systems not go. Yeah.
0: Thor and the guy from Hell or High Water, which yes. is a pretty good movie, It is. Uh, have walked away from the table, so we've lost both Kirks. Yes. Things are not looking good, and people no. go, okay, but you've got a franchise to keep alive. Why is nothing going forward on this? What do we do? Simon Pegg is tearing what's left of his hair out right. to get this done. Here's your answer. Hmm. It was announced recently that J.J. Abrams and his company Bad Robot mm-hmm. are in the market. They're in the. They're swiping left and right on the t- Tumbler, Tindler, Tracker, tra- 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 Yeah. Uh, Voyager, Voyager. It's for fur hunters to find each other. <laughs> t- trap. Left. Oh my He's gosh! To stop anytime. Uh, he, he, they're looking for a production deal. Their okay. deal with Paramount is expiring. Oh, that's why. So oh. this might be posturing because they've been, I think, pretty happy at Paramount. They're even producing a new film with them. Okay. Um, and so their uh, their remake. Hope oh, this is here's some Jet news for you. Remember your name? That really popular anime that came out a couple years ago. Yeah. Smash over here. Um, they're going to make a live-action version of that at Paramount and Bad Robot. Okay. Directed by Mark Webb from Amazing Spider-Man 1s and 2s. Yeah.
1: It's That's the sound of me not being happy. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway. So, they're <laughs> looking for... So, they're not actively like producing with Paramount right now. Okay. So, there's nobody... Ring, ring. There's nobody in the office to figure this out. I see. So, we lost... Clarkson is the director. She had to move on, mm-hmm. which sucks. Um, like I said, Peg is probably just going crazy.
1: And Zachary Quinto.
0: He's on Kimmy Schmidt. He's yeah. looking for other stuff. Right. Like we're losing the group at this point. Right. So it becomes more likely to do a reboot, I guess. Yeah. At this point. Mm-hmm. It seems, I don't know, it seems unlikely that we'll be able to get every back, uh, the, the, the band back together.
1: Yes. What do you think which, about that? Uh, I think it's, you know, it's kind of too bad like we got what three films out of them? Yes. Uh, and that's it. Yes. Uh, when, when when was the last film come out? It's been a couple of years. Um,
0: 2015.
1: Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, so it's already been a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think you know Magic Eight Ball outcome does not look good
0: now. Um, Secret Hideout that is. Kurt, the Kurtz's bad robot. Mm-hmm. They, on the other hand, have been very busy at work, of course, um, producing almost all the shows that we've already talked about. Right. Kurtz is signing this deal with um, Nickelodeon for this animated show. So it seems like he's looking to be you know, either the glue that makes the CBS Viacom thing happen right. or the guy who's early to the gold rush sure. to, to capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I feel like his... He's doing great on TV. Don't get me wrong. But it's kind of like, he also did real bad in movies. Right. <laughs> so now, now you're doing right. TV. So I, this might be his way back into films. You know, we get a successful Picard show, a successful Giorgio show and a year or two under his belt. And he might be ready to pitch and run the Some next movies. Star Trek movie, whether yeah. it's a reboot or, or what.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: The one other thing I'd mention is that once, um, once Upon a Time in Hollywood is finally done and dusted and comes out. And assuming it does well, or maybe if it does poorly, uh Tarantino will be free to finally make a decision about this oh, uh, right. Tarantino movie. Yeah. Which as far as I know would be a standalone sign on deal. If he does I this, see. it's down to Paramount, it's down to him. That's their decision making. None of this merger Kurtzman who's involved type thing.
1: Okay. Um I would be curious to see like a Tarantino track film. Um I I kind of want to know what that would be like. I mean, I feel like it would be like taking Trek and putting it, uh, making it R and, uh, right. you know, making it very adult and, you know, seeing what phasers actually do instead of somebody just disappearing, you know, that sort of thing. Yes. Um. So, yeah, I would be interested in seeing that.
0: Uh, me as well. Like I said before, more, just more. Yeah, we've established firmly over the course of this hour that we've been talking that this is a brand that's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Into Darkness couldn't kill it. <laughs> right. You know, like you can take risks with it. Mm-hmm. Um, did I tell you before that I, in retrospect, now that the JJ movies are basically dead, mm-hmm. I kind of like them a little more. Oh, really? Like I've been thinking about watching them. Really? W- when there was no discovery on TV, Mm-hmm. I think subconsciously, I mean, I hated them because they're not great. Right. But also because that was it. They were Star Trek. Yes. From now on going forward. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that this was Star Trek now. And I know that's like, well, how is that different than a troll? Well, it's here's how it's different. I'm explaining to you my Why complicated you like feelings. It. Yes. Yeah. And now that they are just a weird kind of oxbow in the Star Trek um, canon. Mm-hmm. The, I, it's safe to like them. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, I think I can watch him and be like, okay, yeah, everybody's trying something. And right. It's not all working. Right. But, you know, it's, but it's, I don't have to like, you know, we're not going to build a new universe off of this stuff that I don't really all like all that much.
1: Yeah, no, that's true.
0: Here's something I love. Okay. LeVar Burton is yes. getting a park named after him.
1: Oh, very cool.
0: LeVar Burton, you know this man. I do. Toby. Toby. Not his name. <laughs> it's not his name uh reading rainbow star trek the next generation of course yes. uh he is uh he's from S- uh, south sacramento oh okay um not born but raised for mm-hmm. sure uh he went to usc okay and uh he is getting a park named after him in town it's currently called richfield park but it will be um it's being revamped and upgraded parks and recreation style okay cool and once it's done he it will be called uh burton
1: park oh that's awesome that's very cool. Yes. That's that's some really good feel good news.
0: Yeah, um, he he's also um, on the Sacramento Walk of Stars. He was the first uh, <laughs> actor to be because Sacramento, big city, right? Uh, not too far from L.A., so a lot of actors, uh, you know, people, famous people, artists from Sacramento. So he kind of kicked cool. that off. Yeah, so it's it's neat for him. I just <laughs> as we leave, so uh, I don't know what they call it, in real news, but in just enough trope, we uh, have the squirrel, which is usually the last <laughs> story. It right. refers to the water skiing squirrel. If you have an interest piece that wraps up, you know, a, a typical newscast. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's skiing on skis. <laughs> well, that's it for the news team here. Right. Um, th- I just, this is going to serve for that. I just remembered because I saw a YouTube video or something that LeVar Burton was the bad guy in the video for Cameo's Word Up. Okay. Do you remember? I, I, no. Do you, you, well, you I don't know if it.
1: I've seen it.
0: Okay. So, Cameo, right? You know, Word Up. Uh-huh. What's what's the, what's, your, <laughs> what's your song? Word Up. <laughs> well, how how's it go? Word Up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Larry Blackman, guy in the cod piece, right? Mm-hmm. They do Word Up. It's their big number one hit. They're dangerous. It's one of these situations, right, where there's like police and there's the mayor's there. I think Burton's the mayor, and uh-huh. they're like, "You can't be this funky. Stop it. Stop right. it right now." Right. And but Larry Blackman's not taking that. Right. The cameo's gonna tell him what's the word. It's word. Up. Exactly. <laughs> And so the whole t- so they're moving through the streets, and he's doing his goofy flat top thing. And they eventually make it to a club, and they're breaking the club down. Everybody's going crazy, and LeVar Burton's like caught in this push of people, and he's like,
1: not looking oh, Lord, happy. He's
0: not happy about this at all. <laughs> Cast him as a square. <laughs> Do you think he's a square? Jordy was a square.
1: Jordy was. a You think square. that's leaking into
0: <laughs> into Jordy from from LeVar? Maybe. Maybe Jordy
1: was like he was such a goob when it came to women, (laughs) you know. It was like, you know, he what was he like? He was into that one lady who was like a he. She was like a hologram of his or something like that. Yeah,
0: the Leah Brahms hologram. Yeah, yeah. Which okay, that wow, the squirrel has got a long tail. (laughs) That episode is not it's old in that uh it's all kind of covered over she comes in and because there's the episode where she comes to the enterprise right check out these engines what's this program what boop yeah right (laughs) and basically like she she communicates all the proper emotions about feeling horrified and violated although how long has hologram technology existed like This has to be a thing, right? Yeah. This is like revenge porn. Like, we're getting to a point where you just, yeah, this stuff exists. Anyway, not my point. Going against my point. And basically, like, they kind of make it that he goes, well, I'm sorry. And then she's kind of a jerk for, like, not accepting his apology. (laughs) But it is horrifying. And then, third time, here's the hat trick. In the future of all good things, they're married. Oh, man. What That's happened to weird. Julie? Yeah. They're having Coco No-No's every night. Right. In the holodeck. <laughs> Thanks again to Mika and Hanna Hana for stopping by to help out with the news. If you like what you heard, we're doing that every week just down the dial on the Just Enough Trope podcast. News, reviews, and our views on your favorite pop culture topics. Coming up on the show, we've got a review of the new film, Alita, Battle Angel, and the manga, Battle Angel Alita, that it's based on. We're also talking about the new Netflix show, Umbrella Academy, and the comic book that it's based on. And also coming up, we're talking about the rash of 90s superhero films based on Golden Age comic characters like The Phantom, The Shadow, and Dick Tracy. Like, what was going on with all that? Well, we dig into that. We also have interviews on the show with the people who make your favorite genre media, and we're often doing those interviews from the floors of some of the biggest comic cons around the country. It's a big old nerd jamboree. So check it out at justenoughtrope.com. Just Enough Trope on iTunes. You can like us on Facebook at Just Enough Trope and follow us on Twitter at John Jingleheimer Schmidt. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, We're at Just Enough Trope on there too. And that's it for this little experiment. What do you think? Do you get tired of hearing just my voice? on supplemental shows. Do you want more news and discussion of news about upcoming Star Trek projects? Like I said earlier, this might be coming back in upcoming weeks. We'll see. Until then, you can let us know what you think on social media. We're at EIST Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Join the conversation and stick around for the coming weeks. We've got a great run of shows coming up this year that I'm really excited to share with you, so stay tuned. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash EIST Pod for more. And until next time,